shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Happy Friday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. Again, no game this weekend. You can look forward to other games in the Big Ten and around the country. Have you planned out your uh, viewing schedule for tomorrow? Uh, yes, I mean, sir? not really, just I'm going to be viewing. You're going to be sitting yeah. down by the television? Yeah. Hold that recliner close? Uh, yeah, something like that. I, there's like six games I'm very interested in. So, yeah, good morning. Good morning. Let's have a big Friday. Let's close this deal. We don't take Fridays off no. in this show. No. No, we're not. We take them very seriously. We don't We don't meander around like little feet. Oh, oh wow. Taking still shots at little feet from yesterday. <laughs> you know, Incredible. the songs that meander around yeah. and really go nowhere. It's just like background. I'm not, I know little feet is obviously an accomplished band. Just not my cup of tea, and no, nor are shows that just meander around with no point. We don't do that. But I will ask you this, though. On this Friday of a bye week, uh, it's been a while. How about a roll call? Want to do a roll call, Sip? You Text to. line? Texters, where are you listening from? What, what city? What state? How old are you? 402-464-5685. Let's get, a, let's get a, a Friday morning roll call on a bye week in there. Choose a text where you're listening from. If you want to, your age and your name. Sometimes it concerns me when you do a roll call because it suggests to me no. you're worried about listeners. I'm not. I just I'm. I, I always like to see the different states people are listening from, and there there's sometimes I do this, and I, I see like 32 states out there that are listening. It's in Maine, Massachusetts, you know, Texas. It's fun. That's just fun. It's fun for me to view that. Um, one one, I don't know why I feel the need to share all the mundane information of the Ooh, world. Mundane. I just put a ton of sugar in this coffee. I mean, it is. Well, why'd you do that? I accidentally dipped. I just accidentally poured it out of the bag, and a, just a big waterfall went in. It tastes really good. I have not put sugar in my coffee for a couple years now. Really? Yeah. I used to be both sugar and cream. Now I'm just a dash of cream. Not even. Is this the restraint? Just a whoop. Is this restraint? Oh, no, I, I, I'm just, uh, I don't need it anymore, you know? I don't need all of that uh, different flavor. Our coffee is good here. Bagels and Joe. Bagels and Joe, Snickerdoodle coffee. Tastes delicious. You should get it yourself. If you're in Lincoln or the area, go to Bagels and Joe and get the Snickerdoodle coffee. Maybe, it's really good. Maybe I'll go down there in downtown in the morning. They have the Bagels and Joe they location do. downtown. Yes. Yeah. I might head down there in the morning just for something different. I need to do stuff different. Yes, you do. Don't get in a rut. Routine is good, but it also can be crippling at times. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll just go to Mexico next week. Uh, Mitt, in, <laughs> Mitt in Arkansas out there listening this morning. We got uh, a guy in Houston listening. A guy in Houston. Let me see what his name was. Uh, John in Houston. Hello, John. Yep. Uh, Keep it coming, Jake. David in GI. Scott in Stonebridge Creek. Uh, Josh in Missouri. Web, Web City, Missouri. Web City, home of Grant, Grant Wistrom. Wistrom. That's what I thought. And yeah. Tracy Wistrom. Yes. They both are there now? 
Well, I, I, they're from there, Jake. I don't know Greg where exactly and, they're living right Greg now. Greg and Indy, Mike in Kansas, John in Des Moines, Ra, uh, Josh in Raleigh, North Carolina out there, John in Fremont, Jeremiah in South Carolina, Michael in Richmond, Virginia this morning. It's just fun to see where everybody's at. It really is fun. Robert in Waco, Texas. It's amazing. I love Waco, by the way. Always enjoyed. Hey, what was his name, Robert? Yeah. Robert, I always enjoyed going to Waco to cover those Big 12 games. Always in the Bra- that, that stadium's right along the Brazos River, um, that little quaint downtown. Um, it was always warm, always warm and sunny. I never went to Waco when it wasn't never warm. Never been to Waco. It's, it's a it's a nice little spot. I like Austin. I like San Antonio. Yeah. I like I don't. I actually I don't. You know I don't like Dallas. I am not a Dallas fan. I'm out on Dallas. I got a, one of my best friends in this world lives in Dallas, but I think it's a boring city. It's a little much too. No, it's boring to me. Um, Houston's fun though. Okay. Uh, Robert in Chattanooga. Shout out. Chattanooga. TC in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Cameron and KC Moe. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. If, what, like, did you ever hear from anybody in Lincoln? Did, did, yeah, yeah, we do. Have, Spencer's in Lincoln. Okay. Um, David is in Lincoln. And don't bypass our Lincoln list. I'm not. I'm not. Jordan, I think. I think John, another John's in Lincoln there. So Yeah, I mean, we like the fact that we have a, a widespread out-of-state flavor. But Lincoln's our core. It'd be nice, like if someone's listening at the, at that that uh, daycare place right, right next, next door. To us. Yeah. They probably are. They should have us on. <laughs> Put us on. Come on. Hello, daycare. What are you doing over there? Yeah. Daycare. Kids might chime work. in. It might be nice and soothing for the kids to hear us talk about the Huskers, which Correct. we're going to do right now. Yeah, and, and before Nebraska and, and what happened yesterday with the news with Trev Alberts announcing some things about Nebraska, How, can we can we can we give a plug a shout out to our guy? Lance Leipold at Kansas again. We, we have a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. plugs of Lance mm-hmm. Leipold on the show because he's done a great job. Mm-hmm. Zip, Kansas has sold out tomorrow's game against Duke in the battle of three and O teams. How about that? This is not a basketball game of Kansas Duke. It's a football game. Right. Kansas Duke at the booth. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. call it the booth. <laughs> I was at the booth last year. I told you. Yeah, you're, that suggests that you're a little too familiar with this whole thing. The booth. The booth. Well, I, it's it's David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. The booth. Yes. And it is. this is interesting to me. Um, the sellout, it's 47,233. So I, I like these stadiums that have – we talked about Arizona State, their Sun Devil Stadium. It's like it's 49,000 capacity. Yeah. Um, KU football stadium capacity, 47,233. 47,233. But, but you're right. I'm excited for Lance. I am too. Well, now, I'm going to take you back to last year for a second. When I, when I myself was at David Booth Stadium, okay? Kansas is hosting Oklahoma in an 11 a.m. kickoff. I remember well. I, I, want, I want to take you back to the second half for a second, though, because okay. I was there the whole time. The second half, when Kansas is in the game, they're either leading or just barely trailing. I think they're still leading at this point. Mm-hmm. There is a tweet put out by the official Kansas Twitter account, mm-hmm. University of Kansas Jayhawks Twitter account, saying, yep. Act, you know, go to the stadium. It's free. Free entry right now. Mm-hmm. And fans were flocking in there because it was free. Mm-hmm. And now you have a sold-out stadium the next year. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like, I got to experience a very cool moment of that university. Now it's it's just taking off, and I hope they win, and he keeps just building an empire down there. I mean, I legitimately thought about going down there. And then when I saw it was sold out, I was like, oh, so much for that plan. 
media pass. I'm not going to do that. I, I, I don't take the media pass, so I'm not covering it. That okay. seems like a, not a good idea. That's fair. That's, that's, that's honorable by you. Yeah. I did it one time with Brian Christopherson. We went to a Toronto Raptors Orlando Magic game. I've told you that. But anyway, anyway, if, you don't, if you're not going down to Lawrence, the game will be televised on FS1 at 11 a.m. FS1, 11 a.m. And I, will, I suppose that's, that's not a game I might – I don't know that I'll fix on that game. There's some other 11 a.m. games I'm more interested in. Well, you should bounce around if you have a, a weekend. Okay, off, right? I'm, yes. I'm, I am saying that you should just you know have that on one of your channel returns. Kansas hasn't. It's now Kansas sold out a game in 2019 when they played Kansas State. Okay, so it hasn't been that long, but but it's just the second sellout in 13 years. So it's. It's just the second sellout in nearly 13 years. But they did sell out in 2019. This is the same day that, you know, that Trev Alberts in Lincoln says that the sellout streak in Lincoln is going to be week by week. Indiana's not sold out yet. And we'll see what happens this weekend and also next week leading up to that. So Kansas is selling out their stadium against Duke in Nebraska. It was, as we know, it's been an issue for a little bit now. But Nebraska is not officially a sellout for Indiana next Saturday or any games the rest of the season yet. Yes, hold on. Hold on here. I was just making a comparison there. No, I know. I just want to get – I just want to – I want to – there's a couple – there's a couple good quotes from Trev from yesterday as it pertains to that sellout streak and the, the planned renovation at Memorial Stadium, which we'll get into in a second here. So you know the sellout streak currently sits at 385, right? Yes. Um, so what he said will, yeah, like you said, Nebraska won't be able to announce that tickets are sold out for the remainder of the season. He said, still moving forward, Trev Albert said, I think we had a little over 1,000 or so left for Indiana, and that has been going down. At this point, I think the reality is we are probably on a week-to-week basis. I will just ask our fans to hang in there, thank them, and mostly I'm just trying to support these young men. Trev, Trev said this. It's going to be a tough couple of months. I think we have a great opportunity with homecoming in Indiana to get back on track. It'll be a week-to-week thing. He, him saying that, it's going to be a tough couple well, months. We're, I guess, I do. you know how I am, Jake. And I'm like this in my life, and I get a lot of, a lot of heat for it. I tend to live in my own reality. <laughs> And I don't think anything's going bad. I don't acknowledge it if it is. <laughs> it's a sort of a strange way to live. And and I, I like when I read that, I'm like, oh, ooh, it's going to be a tough, tough, tough couple months. And I know what you're going to say. Well, of course, it's going to be a cup, tough couple months. Keep going. Right? Keep going. What else would I say? My God. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Keep going. They might not win another game. <laughs> That's pretty good. Right. That was pretty good. I don't right. Have they have anything. a new they have a new head coach, an interim, and they have a they have a new defensive coordinator who is the special teams coordinator. This is not going like they wanted it to go. The West is wide open and they're not in it. I mean <laughs> pretty good. That was, that was pretty well done. Well done. You you've been paying attention over the years. That was well done. I you it's know it's just like me. <laughs> Couldn't tell a difference at all. Well, it, let me be clear. I, he would say that if yeah. Nebraska were three and one, because the fact is the schedule. I mean, it's it's Big Ten football. It is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. 
it's just tough. Right. Now, in, in these circumstances, it's tough because you're 1-3, and three, and, and you said new interim head coach, new defensive coordinator. It's tough with the changes, but it is generally tough because it's Big Ten football. So I understand where he's going with that. Well, I think what he's saying is part of what he's not saying, and I do recognize this reality, is if they don't beat Indiana, then it's – Oh, God, yeah. It gets really, really, really Yeah, tough. I mean, if Nebraska fails to win next weekend following this bye week, which, again, is very possible. They're one, n- nothing is guaranteed right now. <laughs> nothing guaranteed at all. You're, you're one and three. If you lose to Indiana, I don't know where you find a win the rest of the way. Well, now, there's possible ones, but that is probably your most winnable game the rest of the it season. It is. It is, probably. Illinois is the second most winnable. And the, a team they're both, you twice in a row, by the way. They're both tough games. And you know what? What you hear a lot of, and again, <laughs> you're gonna—I know what you're gonna say, but yeah, I'm gonna say, say it for me again. You know, now, what I hear sometimes—I I always hear "fragile" attached to Nebraska. Not only I hear it from the fan base, I hear it from people in my life, but now I'm hearing it from within the program. You know, I'll hear a coach say, "Well, we're fragile." I hate that. That drives me nuts. But it's—it's it's true, right? So that's why that Indiana game looms large. And, and that, it looms large in part because does a fragile team go and beat Rutgers on a Friday night? Um, no. Does it go to Purdue and win? Um, and then, so the home, the home schedule now is the Heartland Tour. So what we're talking about. It's Indiana. It's Illinois. It's Minnesota. It's Wisconsin. It's the Heartland Tour. I mean, that's what we got here. And those are all tough games. Indiana... Is Indiana's tough to me because Nebraska's secondary has really struggled, and they throw the ball. They're number seven in the nation in pass attempts. Mm. Now, interestingly, they're like ninety nine in completion yeah, per attempt. Efficiency is not that great. No, six point six yards. Huck and Chuck and a lot of incomplete passes. Six point six yards per attempt, which is 99th. But they do throw it. They threw it forty nine. They're throwing it forty nine times a game, so they're gonna huck it. Yeah, they are. They're gonna huck, huck it. and chuck, baby. Yeah. Let's see what Chris. Let's has get to a say. call from Chris on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline four zero two four six four five six eight five. Chris, you're on early break. Go ahead. Good morning, Steve Jake. Nice to hear from you. Happy Friday. Are you Chris. working today? Happy Friday to you guys. Is this a work day for you, or are you having a day you off? You betcha. I'm, I'm headed up 33rd Street, Steve. All right. I'm, I'm very familiar with the street. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I, you know, the sellout streak, let, you know, let's hope they sell that last thousand tickets that are left. But it, it, it sounds like, uh, to me now, is there an underlying hint here that Trev Alberts, as far as selling the remainders, the remainder of these tickets to these home games, isn't going to ask for any help? Um, they, well, they have the red carpet initiative still. Um, and I don't, I, that's it. I don't know. If he does that, Chris, my guess is he wouldn't necessarily publicize it um, and ask for help. But they, do, they yeah. do still have the red carpet initiative in play. Yeah, but now, uh, how, how do you guys look? Is that kind of a uh, pass-go-free card? What, um, yeah. What do you mean? I, I, I guess, well, you know, it, it is a way to, to, to keep the sellout streak rolling. Yeah, I think that's, that's partly a way. And, you know, they do other things like they, Chris, they divvy up tickets into mini plans 
to move unsold tickets too. So they'll create mini plans and, and, and sell them that way. And I think they would still do that. You know, they want to yeah. get, they want to get people in the stadium. Sure. I, hey, <laughs> you know what? I've always said, you know, when there's empty seats there, God do, hey, you, you guys, Jake, do what they did down at Lawrence there, you know? Put her out on Twitter that, that on, anybody, man. we got open seats in the southeast corner down there, uh, go, go for it. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, come on, let's, let's everybody go. Now, I, I want to tell you guys a little bit here about uh, the guy that and his wife that sit next to me, and they've been up there with me for about 40 years. They've been up there since the early 80s. Well, they drive from Muscatine, Iowa. Yes. And he, he pays, Steve Jake, $5,000 a year for parking right on the north side of the stadium. He pays the $1,500. We're all grandfathered in, the ones of us that stayed up there after the skyboxes were built and club seating. He pays the $1,500 per seat per year, which I believe now is, is $3,000 if, if, if you want to take those seats over. Okay. But he also spends $600 a weekend because he stays in Omaha two nights. Yeah. And now the Oklahoma game and this Indiana game, he, he called me and he says, well, I'm, Chris, he says, I'm sending my tickets over to you. He says, because we just don't want to make the trek right now, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and I think, <laughs> I, you know, and I, I said, uh, Gary, well, does, does, does the – does the losing have a lot to do with it? He says, yeah. He says, it does. He says, you know, he says, tickets, donations, everything's paid for. He says, but, you know, he says, he says we're getting older. The trek's not as much fun. They're driving six, 700 miles round trip. So, but, you know, there's a lot of that goes on. And, you guys, you know, when we talk about fan support, I remember when they put these donations on these tickets, I told uh, the guy, I still remember his name. Steve Jake. His name was Blake James. He was working in the uh, athletic department, and he's the guy I talked to. They talked to all of us individually, and I said, well, you know, Blake, I said, all this is fine and dandy. I said, as long as everything keeps rolling pretty good. And, and it's ironic, Steve Jake, that that next year we were all up there in those nice seats in the clubhouse, and that was 1999, and that's the year we uh, won the conference championship, beat Texas, went to the bowl, and, and beat Tennessee, ended up two or three in the country. And and uh, who would have guessed that that would have been the end of it right there? Who would have guessed? No, I know. Would, it's it's it, Chris, I've been right there with you. You know that. I didn't yes, know you during I, I these know years. You but we've been, I've, I've, we've been watching the same thing. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. A, a steady, slow decline. Uh, I, you guys, I want to talk about the Indiana real quick. That does look like the most winnable game to me. I agree with you. I looked at that a couple of weeks ago. I watched some of Illinois last night. You know, okay. now they played an undefeated Chattanooga team. How'd that look? Uh, and well, thirty-one zip. Illinois plays defense. Oh, great. great! They play defense this year. You know, they 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 won that game thirty-one to nothing. Uh, they they passed the ball, threw threw the ball around well, uh, ran the ball with Brown pretty well. Um, but that, Illinois has a defense this year, guys. They're 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 uh, 
Bielema is has toughened that team up from a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, guys, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting down the road. And I, w- I want to mention one other thing. Yeah, I wa- I noticed West Virginia went into Blacksburg, Virginia last night and hammered Virginia Tech. Pounded. And now this this is a team that Lance Leipold in Kansas beat at Morgantown there a couple of weeks ago. So Kansas might be the real deal here, guys. We'll know we'll know on down the line, but that right now looks pretty impressive. But uh, guys, hey, let's hope for the best down the line here. And uh, as far as that goes, I'm going to keep going to the games, and uh, we'll support this team, and, and we'll see how everything lays out. And uh, guys, hey, have a great weekend. Enjoy the the two good Big Ten games we got this week, Minnesota. Michigan State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Chris. Here's an interesting thing that you don't say every day. Let's see how Kansas handles success. (laughs) Okay, on Chris's note there, he mentions that that Kansas did go on the road and beat West Virginia two weeks ago. Right. West Virginia did went on the road to a place that has a great defense right now. Virginia Tech was a top ten defense. I mean, through two weeks. West Virginia won that game, thirty-three to ten. They just win. They pounded them. Virginia and that's Tech, a team that yeah. lost at home to Kansas that's two amazing. weeks ago. Yeah, that's amazing. Thirty-three to ten, West Virginia pounds it, Virginia Tech. At, yeah, at, on the road at Lane Stadium. I, I watched some of that game. I really like that Virginia Tech quarterback too. Got a gun. He's got a gun and he can run a little bit. He got a gun. Their quarterback is yeah. Wells. Yeah, Wells. What's his first name? Grant. I don't know, but. He maybe I, I, his numbers might not have been great, but I liked him. I liked watching Grant him. Wells. Grant yeah. Wells. <laughs> this year he's got five touchdowns and five picks. Yeah, he's already great. got five picks. Yeah, not great. Strong arm, but you like him though. I do. I'm I, so yeah. Thank you for the update there. West Virginia. Yeah, Kansas. You want to see? You legitimately want to see if they can handle success. The home crowd should help them. That's a lot though. That's a lot for those kids. It's a lot. It's a lot of change. Wait a second. These people care about us. <laughs> this oh, is wait, really odd. Is this stadium sold out? Is this a joke? No, it's What's all this life? noise? <laughs> they got to deal with their own noise. I, I mean, I told you that again. I'll go back to last year one more time. That that Oklahoma game. It was Oklahoma mm-hmm. in town. You would never know there's a game going on right. outside the stadium. Right. I parked like we got there a half hour before the game. I parked three blocks away. <laughs> three. Yeah, and that, that's that's when this might sound a little odd, but I I do I Nebraska fans always should count their blessings because you go to places where it's not like it is here at all at all. I mean, I've gone on the road to Michigan State and been mesmerized by how like even when Michigan State's good, I've been there when it's like wow, you can you can drive pretty close to the stadium and park. Yep. You know the stadium gets pretty full at Michigan State, and sometimes it's full. But that's a that 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 was the place that always struck me as an example in the Big Ten of man, this is a good program. But I feel like I'm in in Carney right now. Um, What's going on here, man? Yeah, Illinois is certainly like that, as you know. Everybody knows that. Indiana's certainly like that. We got just callers. We got more out of calls to get to on the bye week. People are calling in. We appreciate your calls. Four zero two four six four. Five six eight five. Call or text we, as always. We need to at some point get to the comments Ted Carter, okay. Trev Alberts, and Ronnie Green made about the Memorial Stadium renovations that will be starting. They just called it yesterday the plan to make the plan. 
but but as Sean Callahan wrote, this project will be so massive and, and have so many moving parts that it'll take an entire year to put the plan together before they make it public. And they're going to have to do it. I mean, as Ted Carter said, we're literally, we literally are going to be repairing and rebuilding an airplane while we're flying it. I mean, they're going to have to displace fans at, at some point. This is a, yeah. this is uh, Jake. This is a project that will cost hundreds of millions of dollars. H- hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, Nebraska's got a big deal from PlayFly Sports to yeah. for their fifteen years, three hundred million dollars. That yeah. will help out. God, money just flows into <laughs> just that. Just flowing through. That's a fifteen-year deal. I mean, PlayFly's obviously banking on Nebraska to stay pretty relevant, relevant and good you know or get good because yeah, they're not get, staying yeah, they're not, good good right now right 15 year 300 million dollar deal with playfly sports for it's basically marketing it's a marketing yes. deal multimedia rights deal go ahead let's 300 mil though i mean just it's just, oh, just fun every flow. day you see another like massive deal coming at nil companies 300 mil for the broadcast rights again it's craziness right the, the money is <laughs> it's stupid, stupid money. The money is stupid right it's now. It's stupid money. It's like Monopoly money. Yeah. It just flows. Yeah. Yeah, don't listen when people say that there that there's a money issue at Nebraska. I mean, nobody... There's too much money. It's They're misinformed if they think that there's any sort of money issue there. There's not. Let's get a call from Vince in Napa, California. Vince, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? How's California today? Well, it's a, well, we got some rain earlier this week. It's going to heat up again uh, this weekend. Thankfully, not like it was a couple of weeks where it was north of 110 degrees. Yeah, that's too much heat. But you need to heat up here. What do you got? Yeah, well, be- well, before I heat up, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you an example that you know, as far, and this pertains to the sellout streak being week to week. And this is just kind of a cautionary tale. And uh, I mean. The Nebraska listeners may not necessarily be able to relate to it, but I think it's applicable, and I'm going because it pertains to out here. But I, but, but it makes me think of Nebraska's sellout streak and the whole week to week thing. The cautionary tale should be the Sacramento Kings, and, and 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 here's why. Here's why I'll tell you the cautionary tale, and I'm going to contextualize this a little bit for you. Now, Sacramento and the Bay Area are about you know an hour and a half apart. And Sacramento has become more like the Bay Area, and a lot of Bay Area people have moved there, um, you know, because housing was cheaper at one time. So it's got more traffic, it's got more, uh, you know, more suburbs. But um, but but from a sports market standpoint, it's much Sacramento is much, because since it's a it's a one team town, it's much more like say Portland, Oregon, or Salt Lake City, or San Antonio, because the Kings are the only team. Now, granted, there's a lot of people in Sacramento that are 49er Giants, A's, and Raiders fans, but when it comes to the NBA, the Kings are their team. And as we know, the Kings have kind of, have, except for a seven-year stretch from like the late 90s to early 2000s, have mostly been a tire fire. Nebraska kind of has been the last few years, you know, but, um, but one thing about the Kings is their fans are very, very loyal. I mean, if you were, seriously, guys, if you were to drop an alien in the middle of Sacramento, and you told him he was he was in California. He probably he wouldn't believe you. In fact, he he would probably tell you he was in Mid America or something. And so, um, but anyhow, um, to finish the thought, you know they've had 16 straight years with no playoffs and no winning seasons. 
and they've sold the place out year after year after year. Mm. Except this, except this last year, this last year, the number of growing, the, the number of empty seats seemed to grow pretty significant. You know, much more significantly mm-hmm. now. Um, but the point is, as loyal as we are as Nebraska fans, I think the point, the moral to this story is everybody has a breaking point. It's just a question of, you know, when will somebody reach that breaking point? Because it ends up being a big sacrifice for a lot of losing. Now, you know, now granted, to your point from a few days ago, you know, we're never going to get to a point where we're only drawing like 40, 50, 60,000 people. We're never going to get to that point, at least not in our lifetime. But point being, you know, if the losing continues, the number of empty seats could grow, and that's where, you know, the sellout streak, you know, kind of, it's, it's one of those things where it kind of feels like it's in hospice, if you will. But you know what, though, fellas? We may not have a game this week. Okay. We may not have a game this week, okay. but I'll tell you one thing. Well, yeah, please do. Whether the, sellout streak, whether the sellout streak is guaranteed, whether the sellout streak is on the brink, I'll tell you one thing. When it's time to kick off, it's time to kick ass! Okay. All right, and thank you. Week, and next week they'll try to kick ass, I suppose, Vince. <laughs> Vince, thank you. Let's get to Jesse. Jesse's gone. We do? Jesse's gone. Okay. Jesse's All right. dropped off. All right. Now, renovations. We always do this. We always do this. Nebraska's going to – they're going to start renovations. I don't even know if they said when exactly, but um, they, the university officials – what's happened, Jake, is university officials have asked the Board of Regents to approve this proposal to renovate the stadium. That, now, that approval will probably come next – you know, it, they meet next Friday in Kearney, okay? Um, this – now, Carter, Ted, Ted Carter – just, did you really just say, Ted Carter? Yeah, don't go last name first. He's the president. Ted Carter. He said this, this, Carter did. this renovation project of the old gray lady will be the biggest and provide the most challenges of all the renovations that have happened at Nebraska, not just football, in the last 20 years. Um, now He said now, this is his quote from Carter Ted. Now, now we're going to talk. Why this? Ted Carter. Now we're going to talk about a project that is the most complicated project we can undertake. We literally are going to be repairing and rebuilding an airplane while we're flying it. He's done that, by the way. He said he rebuilt an aircraft carrier in 2006 for $2 billion that was already existing. He said, this is, this is, quote, this is not completely unlike that, Ted Carter, except we are not replacing nuclear reactors. Then Alberts chimed in, we don't think we are. So the biggest elephant in the room, and I'm reading right from Sean Callahan's article on HuskerOnline.com, is fan displacement. A project of this size could more than likely displace fans from their seats. This is going to be massive. This is going to be massive. And Trev said something really interesting, and I, I need to be more in tune with this. Albert said the reality is there has been so much change and so much technological change, and he said, I think we are behind. I think we need to dive into how do we ensure that the next 50 to 100 years of Memorial Stadium, that the fan experience and modernization is there. Do you see that? You're, you're a 31-year-old. Oh, yeah. Is, is it behind? Yeah. Oh, okay. When you have an old stadium, you're always going to be behind. If you haven't done you – know, they've, they've done some things the stadium, obviously. They've added some parts. They've, they've tried to do some things to enhance it. But if you're 100 years old, you're going to be behind. They haven't done – you know, a mass – they added seats – Years ago to the east, 
East Stadium. Yeah, that big, that big air. The East Stadium's massive. Yes, right. It's a monolith. Yeah, and that you, you got to sit way up. Anytime those... you have an old stadium, you're naturally going to be behind. You're not going to rebuild the stadium. You're going to try to enhance the stadium that you have. Okay, of course they're behind. So, so then there was another interesting thing that you can comment on this too. This is the alcohol thing and future alcohol sales in Memorial Stadium, which just doesn't sound like it's like it's I know. anytime soon. Well, he mentioned that it, that people enjoyed the beer at Garth Brooks, but they didn't realize the day after the problems. That yeah, happened. he said the issues of the day after. He said that hit the biggest thing that the Garth Brooks concert in the summer of 2021 told him, Alberts, told him about future alcohol sales in Memorial Stadium was that was this. We are not ready. He said everybody had a great time, but nobody was here the next day when it wasn't such a great time cleaning up. You made a mess, Jake. I clean. I all my four <laughs> beers. I had. I, I hit the trash can with. Thank you very much. Did you? Okay. I didn't just stomp on them and leave them in the stadium. What did you I do? Am, I am a responsible man when it comes to that stuff. Did you leave clothing? I there? throw my garbage away and I recycle if there's recycling available. That wasn't me. Trev, 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 if you're listening, it wasn't me. I partook in the al- alcohol. You think about others, but I cleaned up my alcohol. Okay, I I believe you. Thank you. When we come back, let's take a look at the the Big Ten slate this weekend. It's actually pretty good. There are some good, interesting games. Who's playing who? What do you care about? Next, on early break on the ticket.